On the screen, and I'm thinking, what planet am I on? They're tearing us down, but we're waking up. Gotta miss the truth, gotta have enough. Watching all this hate, it's no reason. God help us all to start to see it. We were born for freedom, dreaming. Everything that we believe get trampled on. There's only one flag I'm on my feet for. One God I take a knee for. One message I'll be preaching and repeating till the day my heart stops beating. We were born for freedom. So that was a band Jordan totally loved it. I love that song when I saw it and I was like, I need to share. So now one thing that I love to do is uh, always finish a task, even though I'm the one that always does 
uh, things late. Uh, late. I start them late. Um, the only thing that I'm always late to is appointments. Like seriously, I'm either hurrying up to get there early so I can wait. And that's usually when it comes to, um, set appointments. But other times I like to multitask and put the pressure on because diamonds are made on (laughs) under pressure, right? So we're going to start today's uh, little time hop by heading back into my little time capsule. I'm going to take you to 2019. So I pulled it up on Simplecast, my anniversary show. I think that's the one, right? Yeah. And so we're only going to listen to the first like 10, 15 minutes. I might stop. No, I won't. I'll let you guys listen to it up until the part where I make it a point to tell you that someone was sick (laughs) because then we're going to go to 2018. That'll be fun. Here we go. Real news. All right. Welcome everyone to the Tori says show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is November 6, 2019, and today I call it my anniversary. Even though a few of you know that's off by a date, and uh, that'll be explanatory. So today we have a lot um, to talk about, a lot of time hops, and a lot of um, things we should, uh, I guess, understand uh, a little bit better. So that way we know what is coming and what is happening. Uh, We're going to examine what a genius strategy our president had and implemented for the first almost three years of his administration, which is the economy, because this is key. The more people you pull out of poverty, the less likely it is for them to request or approve of uh, socialist programs. So in actual fact, November 5th is actually my anniversary. But there's a reason that I didn't mention it. And uh, the reason is a clip that I'm going to play for you. Um, I'm all about, um, I say, treason. We should not underestimate treasonous people. Take a listen. ...that I dedicate this concerto in honor of the holiday she seems to have taken from these parts, and in recognition of the imposter that stands in her stead. Tell me, do you know what day it is, Evie? Um, November the 4th. Not anymore. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. First, the overture. Yes, yes, the strings. Listen carefully, can you hear it? 
smell the brass. I can hear it. Wait, here comes the crescendo. He blew up the fake Lady Justice, per se, iconically. And this is something that our president wants us to remember the 5th of November. Um, It's important that we remember it because a lot of things happened yesterday. A lot of things that we didn't see, that we didn't realize happened. Um, While the left today is bombarding us uh, with distractions and claiming uh, that they have won the battle because of what happened in Kentucky, what they do not realize is is that it's all coming apart at this. Well, no, they do realize it. This is why they're doing it. But what we, average people, don't realize is that it's coming apart at the seams. Coming apart at the seams. Now, uh, I don't know if any of you follow George Webb, but it's important that um, I play his coverage of the uranium trial update from yesterday. Uh, it's a very short clip. I want you guys to listen to it. And, uh, well, listen to. Okay, welcome everyone. Uh, November the 5th, uh, 2000. Hold on. What I wanted to say is before I restart it is that um, 19 George Webb here in Greenbelt, Maryland at Maryland District Court, U.S. District Court. Okay, so it's not really working with me. So there is a star witness uh, that came in, but he's going to mention something that's key. And this is going to be where we're going to have a conversation and revisit things that I talked about on November 6th of 2017 and November 6th of 2018 and why they're important now. Because sometimes if we look to the past, it clearly outlines what's happening today and what is to come in the future. And, uh, uh, you know, I say this not from the point of reference of Project Pegasus or Alice in Wonderland, but uh, what I'm talking about it from is from the the point of reference of um, predictive movements, okay? Because everyone can see that. If you stand on the moon and look at events unfold, it makes sense. Kind of how I was telling you about Venezuela. And we'll get to that because Scott Adams, who is sick today, is like the hundredth person that has either told me, texted me, or sent me an email telling me, Oh my God, have you seen Jack Ryan season two on Amazon? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I haven't. It was pretty good. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Jack Ryan, like while this is going on, it's like, oh my gosh, I see you in there. Like- so I'm going to leave it there. I wanted you guys to remember, huh? remember the 5th of November. So now we're going to get to 2018. I wanted you guys to remember that I pointed out that he was very sick. Like, oh, who cares, right? <laughs> Wait, now we go into 2018. Please enjoy the show. I've actually put the audio on like, um, you know, a background thing um, to like videotape it. So that way it's easier. 
Let's um, share that. Give me a sec. Because I had to like move it around. There it is. Okay. We can all hear Phoebe singing too. (laughs) Unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. Today is November 5th, 2018. It's Monday, and it's my first show. Now, I have to admit, I chickened out. I was supposed to do this live, but um, unfortunately, I'm not that savvy multitasking with equipment that I'm not very familiar with. So I'm the new voice on Red State Radio. Red State Talk Radio. I am going to start my show, which I hope has a good um, 10-year run, right? 10-year plan, right? And um, during this first episode, I can introduce myself. So my name is Tori, and um, I am not going to stick to titles and tiaras, but I can tell you that as my first show, you will get to know me. Uh, And I'll be that voice blaring through your headset and headphones and car speakers and Alexas, Google devices, whatever that may be. Not regurgitating the news, but giving you the news you need to know, but also the tools, the tools that you will need so you can parse out misinformation, disinformation. Now, don't get me wrong, some disinformation is necessary, and I'll tell you why. Like most of you now listening, you were, like most of you, I as well, started a movement. Now, many of you might be on a movement of clarity, a movement of reevaluating what you want from your nation. And during these midterm elections, what we have is millions of people advocating to shatter. What we have is millions of people advocating to shatter our borders, right? We have elections tomorrow. And I'll tell you what, even though we would love the House and Senate, my prediction is the only thing we'll have is the Senate because that's the only thing that counts. And I'll tell you why. Impeach. That's what they'll scream. Impeach. I mean, they spied. They lied. They lied again. And they lied again. And they will impeach. They will impeach. But just like... Many things that will not make sense to many. No, General Flynn is going to be sentenced soon. It's going to be, you know, next year, right? (laughs) I'm telling you now, he's not. I'm telling you, our house in 2020 will be filled with faces you would not expect. And our Senate will be that of people. You would not expect. You would not expect 
that the Republicans would take the Senate, but they will lose the House. And uh, I'm going to say this now. All the Republicans in the Senate are not on the America First train. Keep that in mind. The House is going to help the world see exactly what type of politics have been playing in our nation for decades. Now, all these reports with these cars filled with ballots, the fraud in Florida, don't worry about it. It's okay. We're watching. We're learning. That's how you get to know thy enemy. I think it's important that I play a clip. I know that I've been deterred to not to, but I think the best way for you to understand why we are taking the Senate back is key. You must understand this portion to be able to understand the strategy. Because I'm going to tell you something. You must remember the 5th of November. November 5th, 2020. (laughs) Yeah, it's not election day. It's uh, two days after election day. The elections for the re-election of the President of the United States that are to come will be insane. It'll be the first time that the people of the United States will actually vote in some states and borders, cities and states. Man, keep this in mind. In December of 2013, I was aware of an underground type group. Their goal, their goal was to ensure that the House and Senate be given to the Democrats in full because they expected that in 2016, Hillary Clinton would be president. But now that same group, after the USA finally got a president of the people, they have been working diligently for these midterms and the elections that are coming. Now, they're hoping that these midterms, they take the House and Senate, because if they do take the House and the Senate, then guess what? Mm. That means they get President Trump out of office. Now, you'll say that's rubbish. We will never let it happen. But if they have House and Senate majority, that's it. They're pushing to impeach this president. Now, guys, you ready for this? I'm going to show you because I've been saving it. Hold on. Where is it? There we go. Okay. Do you see that? 2013, what does it say? Hashtag DC shutdown. What? 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 See, these people have been planning it for a very, very very long time. So I just wanted to show you that so you know what I mean by this underground movement and that you understand what I mean by this underground movement. Not yet. I mean, first we have to dig up all the garbage they have off overseas, right? We have to catch them. But we've already done that. How do I know? Because like I said, 
I may indeed be a sneaker peeker. <laughs> I tweet that all the time, don't I? I sneak and peek. I have what someone would say a device that allows me and has the ability to travel time in relative dimension in space. But that device is not an actual device. I don't have a vehicle. I don't have anything. I mean, I guess I did have access to a special computer, but the best computer is a weapon hidden inside my mind, just like you have one between those six inches between our ears. For now, let's just call it fancy math. <laughs> a little bit out there for you? <laughs> well, enjoy the ride, because up until the elections, man. Now, let me demonstrate to you exactly what's at stake. And I won't tell you that because, you know, people love tiaras and titles. So I thought the best way to showcase it to you is by playing this old clip from NPR. It was just done a few months ago where yeah, NPR, the station that we pay for with our money, actually is telling you their plan if you're paying attention. So you want to impeach the president? Here it is. Take a listen. By impeachment. But it's hard to watch the news these days without hearing the word. So what does it actually take to impeach a president? First, a member of the House of Representatives brings a resolution of impeachment. And that happens from time to time. Not a big deal in and of itself. Number two, the House Judiciary Committee would have to produce a majority vote to advance that impeachment resolution to the full House. Third, the full House would have to have a majority vote for the impeachment resolution. Fourth and finally, the Senate would sit as a jury judging the president and the impeachment resolution. So as you see, the House it does the majority of the work, but the Senate is the one that seals the deal. So the House can bring a resolution for impeachment, no big deal, happens all the time for whatever. Then they go to the House Judiciary Committee, they talk about it. Oh, dear, dear, dear. I'm going to tell you something. The Judiciary Committee is so sloppy. <laughs> but the sloppiest one is the House Intelligence Committee. I'm just letting you know that. Mm, pencil necks. Think about that. Just remember that. Because you know what they do? It's like the ones with the protractors. They think they're sneaky, but they're not. You can see them. You got a pocket protector? Well, I might be sitting right on there, per se. Per se. Mm. But the Judiciary Committee isn't the problem. It's the Intelligence Committee. Intelligence Committee has access to the intelligence community and has one of the highest clearances as members of Congress. I mean, that and, uh, you know, foreign affairs. I mean, it would be wild if we dropped in someone like Ilhan Omar on that, wouldn't it? But watch it happen. What? Yes, unfortunately. But that's okay. See, because we need to have them in these positions. Because one thing you'll get tired of me saying over the next 10 years is, they pull their own pants down, slowly but surely. So, 
What we need to make sure is that we have the Senate because the Senate is the one that decides if it is done. This is where the trial happens. And guess what? Senate seats are six years on terms, six years of power, six years of gym memberships and, you know, tax relief and tons of money. So, you know, senators don't want to go against the people. They want to stay there for six years, if not two terms, so they can get 12. And a majority of two-thirds of the Senate would have to vote to convict the president of bribery or treason or, quote, high crimes and misdemeanors. You know what's interesting? I just want to say high crimes and misdemeanors like bribery. The question is, who else is sneaking and peeking? I mean, bribery? That's not supposed to come around until another year from now. <laughs> Quid pro quo. <laughs> that's like the that's like the slang of bribery because it doesn't always have to be money. Here's five dollars, do me the job, or the hundred dollars that you pass on to, you know, the bouncer at a club. Right? This is scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Okay. And so how does this gentleman at NPR know about quid pro quo? Sounds like they're all colluding for impeachment. See, these are the clues. Unquote. And if you're wondering what that last phrase really meant in the Constitution, don't feel lonely. People have been debating it for more than two centuries. The first attempt at impeachment involved President John Tyler in the 1840s. It didn't get very far, basically because the midterm elections of 1842 switched party control in the U.S. House and Tyler left office after just one term. A far more serious impeachment effort was mounted against President Andrew Johnson in 1868 when he fired his Secretary of War, Edwin Stanton. A Congress stood with Stanton, mostly because the members of Congress just didn't like Andrew Johnson very much, regarding him as too sympathetic to the former Confederate states. Uh, Johnson was, in fact, impeached in the House, but he was not convicted in the Senate by one vote. For a full century thereafter, impeachment seemed something of a relic, but all that changed in 1973. Despite having won a 49-state landslide re-election the year before, Richard Nixon found himself embroiled in a scandal over a break-in at the Democratic Party's national headquarters during that re-election year. A Democratic majority in the House was prepared to impeach him with help from some Republicans. In the Senate, the sentiment against Nixon was even more bipartisan than it had been in the House. At the same time, Nixon's approval ratings were plummeting, and the president eventually felt it necessary to simply sign his office before the impeachment process could be completed in August of 1974. Two dozen years later, Democratic President Bill Clinton was impeached by a Republican-majority House in the case of a White House intern named Monica Lewinsky, with whom he had been having an affair. Bill Clinton was charged by the House with perjury and obstruction of justice. Clinton's case then moved to the Senate, but unlike the background for Nixon's impeachment process, Bill Clinton's approval ratings were actually rising 
during that fall of 1998. And in the midterm election of that November, Republicans did remarkably poorly, so much so that Clinton's nemesis, Republican Newt Gingrich, was forced out as Speaker of the House. Uh, for me to stay in the House would make it impossible for a new leader to have a chance to grow, to learn, and to do what they need to do. They completed the impeachment process, nonetheless, in that body. But in the Senate, nowhere near two-thirds of the senators were willing to vote to convict. So Bill Clinton finished out his second term in office. Some Democrats today have taken a lesson from that rather surprising turn of events. As much as those Democrats might welcome the work of Robert Mueller, the special counsel, they are concerned it might cost them politically in 2018 and 2020, especially if the public decides that President Trump is being persecuted. Thus, we hear the president frequently referring to the Mueller investigation as a witch hunt. Witch hunt, witch hunt, witch hunt, witch hunt. The entire thing has been a witch hunt. And of course, no president has ever been impeached by a house controlled by his party, much less convicted in the Senate. That's why some Democrats would like to soft pedal all this talk about impeachment, at least until 2019, when and if they might have a majority in the House that could begin proceedings in the Judiciary Committee, if there were evidence of crimes having been committed. Of course, some Republicans also see the prospect of impeachment proceedings as a wonderful motivational tool for their own voters. They see saving the Trump presidency as the best way to keep Republicans turning out at the polls. And I'm Ron Elving at NPR. Thanks for coming to my office hours. Sounds like they have a plan. So tomorrow, we're all going to the polls. We're all voting. I want you guys to keep in mind one thing. The Senate is the most important thing that we need to ensure Republicans have control of. In fact, I mean, it would be great for us to have the House, but if you don't get the House, that's fine. That's fine. Because it will just show how all they will do is try to push this witch hunt, which, by the way, has a lot of foreign fingers in it. I mean, seriously, Mueller, the Germans and the Canadians, but that'll all come out later way later. So let's talk about what the president is going to be doing uh, during that time. It's important for us to understand where he will be going, who he will be seeing, what he will be doing. So let's see. Um, the president of the United States uh, has a pack schedule today. Uh, from what I see, uh, you know, he left last night, I guess like early in the morning, uh, where, um, well, he, well, he came back to the White House, like in the wee hours of the morning, uh, and he was leaving, um, well, let's just say he's gonna start, <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna campaign everywhere, okay? So, um, later on to, um, later on in the morning, he was supposed to be leaving. Oh yeah, he did. He went to Cleveland already. Um, and then, uh, he, 
is going to have a Make America Great Again a rally. Um, after that, he's going to go to Indiana, uh, where he's going to have another rally. And then um, after that, he's going to be leaving, and he's going to have another Make America Great Again rally um, in Missouri. So it's going to be quite, uh, wait, is it? Yeah, it is Missouri. It's Missouri. And then in the evening, he's going to be back at home like this president early, early this morning. He had a bunch of meetings, obviously. Right. But he left um, the White House, I guess, uh, just a couple of hours ago. Right. Um, And he's in Cleveland uh, right now, leaving Cleveland. Sorry, (laughs) he's leaving Cleveland. Um, obviously late cause it's, you know, five 30, he should have already been out. Um, so he's leaving Cleveland, um, for Indiana and going to be there soon. So he's going to be back at the white house to sleep from one, two AM again. This president is a workhorse and I'm going to tell you something. It's November 5th. You know, on this day, right? On this day, just so you know, a lot of things have happened. Now, on the 5th of November, everybody knows the story of Guy Fawkes, right? He tried to blow up the English Parliament. And so he and all his other people were captured and then beheaded. (laughs) I'm going to tell you in 2020, we're going to have a Kai folks moment, but this time the target will be the people. You. It's kind of like the purge. That's why I don't like my kids watching purge, the purge. Um, they're excited, you know, um, especially during Halloween time, they want to watch like scary things. And I'm like, yo, this isn't funny. This is going to be reality in two years. And they laugh. And I know all of you are probably laughing. But it seems like always during the time of November, a lot of crazy things happen. A lot of things happen. Insane things. Like you wouldn't, you know, believe the things that happen in November. You know, in November, actually, November 5th, in 1940, Roosevelt was reelected to a third term. Did you know that? Yes, he was. And then he won a fourth term in 1944. And Nixon, obviously, obviously election time, right? He won in 1968. And did you also know that um, there was this guy named Peter Strzok and Obama's mommy? Yes, Stanley Ann Dunham. They were in Iran in 1978 and they promoted the installation, right, of the IRGC, that's the Iranian, um, you know, royal guard that they have. But the Ayatollah, Rohollah Khomeini, on November 5th, 1979, even though he was colluding with American CIA, a gentleman named Peter Strzok and Barack Hussein Obama's mother, Stanley Ann Dunham, who helped him do this, he announced that the U.S. Embassy in Tehran is a center of spying and plotting. 
And what happened was children, students took over the embassy and they took all American diplomats there hostage and they held on to them. And there was a crisis, forget this, 444 days. And that's how they took out Jimmy Carter. (laughs) You know, those names, Stanley and Dunham and Peter Strzok, will be very, very important. Well, Peter Strzok already is, because we already know who his son is, right? I told you that in the summer of 2018, when I told you that Peter Strzok is not FBI. He's actually of the agency, and he poses as, as an FBI agent, you know, a lot of these brick and mortar SCSs, VSCSs, wear a lot of hat. But you know what? Those people that have titles and go to Langley all the time and have IDs that say CIA are not the people destroying our nation. They're not the people that were able to hotbox General Flynn. They're not the people that unmasked General Flynn, right? They're not. They're totally not. It's the private contractors, you know, like the Snowdens, but Snowdens that you never hear of because you would have never known about Snowden if he didn't do a job for the government and then the government throw him under the bus. So then he goes and throws them under the bus. And now what? You know, that'll be relevant later. We shouldn't talk about that now. For now, let's just talk about this. It's November 5th. We're voting tomorrow. And if anything, make sure you go out there and vote. It's really, really, really important that we take the Senate and have it super red. We need it because we can't count on Pence being the breaking vote. We can't. We we just can't. Now, today, the U.S. government fully reimposed sanctions on the Iranian regime to put economic pressures on them. That is pretty, that is a very big deal. The Department of Treasury and Office of Foreign Assets Control sanctioned more than 700 individuals, entities, aircraft, and vessels. Wow, right? That is a huge deal because you're going to see The Eastern Mediterranean is going to be the hotbed. And we're going to be talking about that every day here, five to six on Red State Talk Radio. We're going to be talking about what they're planning, how they're planning it, when they're planning it, and how war is sparking. And no one's really paying attention. It's quite saddening because everyone's distracted, distracted. So where are they distracted? Let me tell you something. When the emails that WikiLeaks dropped were released, they weren't the ones that Assange really wanted dropped. See, the atrocities of evil, harming children, trafficking children, trafficking humans, which is a very big deal, and this is why the president wants to build a wall. This is why he says, stop Stop coming in with the caravan. Stop paying for these caravans. There are faceless and nameless women and children and boys and men that are being trafficked across borders and treated like cattle. It's atrocious. What they do is atrocious. And 
that should unify everyone from both sides. But I'm going to tell you what, those that are voting for the Democrats, those that cried and nearly died because Hillary Clinton didn't win, like Lady Gaga riding the back of the garbage truck. Yeah, they're afraid that people are going to know about all these satanic, disgusting, cannibalistic things that they do. And for some reason, the right, you need to pay attention. Who, who is pushing these ideas of this Pizzagate so hard. I mean, it is a big deal. Don't get me wrong. These are children, women, men, boys. But it's a distraction from what they've been actually doing. As someone that can uh, use this fancy computer, well, I've been using this fancy computer, I can tell you what. What you've been shown on those emails is nothing to show you the gravity of the actual crimes committed against the people aside for the atrocious crimes against humanity. We've got to keep them simple. Simple. Crimes against humanity, abuse of children, the abortions, the selling of parts, uh, unethical experimentation, sex with children, cannibalism, ritualistic things, all that stuff, one. But then there's crimes against the people of the United States. You know what you're going to find in the real emails? You're going to find the North American Union Treaty. You're going to find their plan to have it, how they wanted it completed by 2021. How the Eurasian continent, the European Union, and the North American Union would have united under a tragedy, maybe like a bioweapon where people would have to voluntarily forfeit their rights because, I don't know, they're going to die. Kind of like 9-11, if you don't let us watch you when you're in your bathroom and you don't let us tap your phone when we want to, you will die because someone will fly a plane into your house. Well, I mean, why use that? I mean, we could use viruses and scare everyone that they're going to lose everything they have on their computer, but mm, people are a little bit more savvier these days, right? I mean, it's 2018, please. So, you know, there is an active collective effort. I mean, I could sit here and tell you that I read some of that stuff, but then... I could be in breach of something. So let's just pretend. I mean, if you were these evil people and you wanted to enslave everyone, what would you do? That's a question that we should all think. Think. I mean, look, they've weaponized every single agency in our nation. Every single one. Telling us just how horrific President Trump is, how it was their obligation to spy all these people getting fired. I'm really glad that I dropped that article about uh, the high value intelligence group, which will come into focus. I guess I'm predicting mm, 2021, maybe like around my birthday. And um, so that should be coming into, because that's when we're going to start to see Nuremberg style trials. And, and I know everyone's like, lock her up. She's still running around. Guys, our nation, our we, the people, let's say, haven't been free. We are not free. And I want you to understand that when I say it. Yeah, you may in your town feel like you have freedom. You've got your job, you've got your truck, you've got your guns, your ATVs, freedom, freedom, freedom. 
Well, what if one day they tell you that you can't leave your house or that you need to shut down your business because they said so? You you take the streets, right? <laughs> no, you won't. And when that day comes, you want a president like Trump in office. When they can convince you that shooting yourself in the foot, isolating yourself is the best way to go. And, and this is very important to understand. Because you want a leader that fights for you. You want a leader that says we don't need other people telling us how we need to dictate our economy. You want a leader that says if you want to enter into our country and be a citizen or work in our nation, that we know who you are. We're not just opening the borders up. I'm sorry. We need a leader that is the living, breathing example of America first. That's what we need. We don't need anything else. I mean, we do need quantum voting, but uh, can't do that yet. First, we need to find every single avenue. First, we need to see how they're doing it. I mean, we've seen it with the paper ballots, the corrupt officials. Uh, you know, I mean, in Florida, it's just nuts. Laura Loomer found an Avis car with a ballot box in there with ballots in it and having corrupt people that are throwing away changing ballots i mean this is insane i've never seen something like that before yeah laura loomer's a force to be reckoned with man that woman she's gonna inspire every single one of you and for those of you that hate her and say oh my god she's such a she's a zionist she's this i'm gonna tell you something she's gonna make history she is making history you just don't know it yet there are a lot of people making history a lot of people. So hopefully all of us will be making history together. And hopefully a lot of you can have your ears and hearts open for this. You know, what's funny <laughs> earlier this morning, I um, came across an article on the gateway pundit, which I like, but don't, <laughs> it'll be later. Well, Barack Hussein Obama was campaigning, you know, um, at a Chicago rally with a fake nurse, right? Nurse Lauren, Lauren Underwood um, for Congress in Illinois, 114th District. She's not a nurse. She's not. And so even Good Morning America ran a segment saying that she was a nurse and this Lauren chick is not a nurse in Illinois or anywhere else. She hasn't been, she even, she never even played the part of a nurse one day in her life. But he held that rally to get people out to vote, thumping an African American woman claiming to be a nurse who's not a nurse. That's insane. And, and what's crazier is that nobody's talking. They're pretending it didn't happen. It's like, yep, didn't happen, didn't happen, didn't happen. And they're all out there on stage. Woo, and it's like, okay, first of all, there's no way that Barack Hussein Obama would have a nurse on stage with him that's not a nurse. So it's all staged. Now you'll say, well, we know fake news. You know, we know nah, nah, nah. Uh, it's witch hunt. It totally is. And if you can't see it, you're going to one or not. It's going to hit you in the face really, really hard. And one thing you have to understand is, um, What's, uh, what's, uh, what's crazy is that people aren't paying attention to the underlings and things that are happening. Democrat socialists are the craziest ones out there. 
They have no loyalty to anyone. The only thing they care about is the resistance and the movement. And those people are terrifying. And those people I've been watching since, oh, I have to say, 2018. So that's like five. Oh, wow. So it's like seven years now they've come up on my radar. They uh, go by something called DC shutdown. And this is whenever the Republicans, the conservatives come out with ideas. Now, uh, they had started ramping up together uh, back in 2013 and 2014 organizing. Uh, and this is for the big plan of the North American Union push. Now, a lot of people be like, I don't know what that is. Well, then you weren't listening to Barack Hussein Obama all of 2016 when he was flying around down in Mexico hanging out with Trudeau, talking about the North American Union and this new world order and that people should just submit because this is the way there's peace. We can give you peace. You must listen. I mean, you have to go back and look at all of that because you must educate yourself. And I know a lot of you are very busy, hence why I'm here. Because other avenues I use, like Twitter or Facebook or my pen names. Well, now I write with my name on Big League Politics. But um and I have my own webpage too. But what you need to look at is older news, news snippets. Come on. In this day and age, ignorance is a choice. And I say this because in two years from now, if you're still in the same dark, if you still don't have the tools to discern between fact and fiction, they'll all look the same to you in the end. All fiction will be fact, and all fact will be fiction. And that's the way it is. This is how they muddy the waters. This is how they push their agenda. That's how it goes. You know, even the Hollywood clowns go nuts. They go nuts. You know, you've seen Jim Carrey with his crazy photos. You see them come out with their crazy tweets, and you're just like, how is this even allowed in our nation? How are people speaking like this and no one's saying anything? Well, that's it. Boom. Now, you, you know, there's this guy, this guy named Andrew Gillum, right? Uh, he's supposedly a favorite at some point to run for president. Why? Because, you know, he's black. You know, he's, he's a, he's a Democrat and, uh, you know, they love people who support, uh, Bernie Sanders and Barack Hussein Obama. Well, this guy, and this was a, a, a report published a couple days ago. Um, he hangs out with, um, an undercover FBI agent named Mike Miller in a picture there. And apparently they've uncovered that Andrew Gillum is funded by dark money from anti-U.S. sovereignty billionaire Soros, Steyer, and Sadler. Now, this is a great report, but I'm going to tell you something about Andrew Gillum. He and a guy named Hunter Biden, which not a lot of people talk about. I mean, he's a loser VP, right? But he's going to be coming around soon. I know people are like, he said he's not running. They're going to make him run. And I'm telling you this now because they need old guard. Then they also need to throw him in there so they can cover themselves. But this Andrew Gillum guy is best friends with his son. I tell you, he's probably as corrupt as him. Uh, what was it? Um, he has problems, you know, with addiction, Hunter. So I'm just going to tell you it's one in the same. These people are sick and they're perverted. And that should be coming out. I mean, this is why we let them come into it. I, a lot of people, I'm going to tell you this. 
up until, you know, 2016 was a great win, a great win because the white people passed, you know, sat still with the electoral college. That's not something we're going to see in 2020. Because lots of buttholes will be puckering, have been puckering since our president has sworn in as the 45th president. The minute he swore in, within days, people were pooping their pants, puckering across the nation on a state level. Governors, secretary of states, attorney generals, U.S. attorneys, judges. (laughs) You know what? By the way, he's been filling up the judge seats. He's going to be filling up way more. And I, I, I tweeted this out a few times, but I'm just going to say he's done what? Two Supreme Court justices. <laughs> that means we got six more to go. That's how many he's going to put in eight Supreme Court justices by the time he leaves office. So that's two. I mean, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, like how long are they going to hold on to that? You know, might happen this January. Maybe not. We got to pull that plug at some point when it's necessary. Um, but we'll just play along. We'll play along. And now I, I, you know, this is a very, um, this is actually quite awkward because I'm trying to introduce you, (laughs) introduce myself to you as, um, your new radio host, um, five to 6 PM Eastern time on red state talk radio. But for some reason I'm just, talking talking and i'm supposed to introduce myself but i think this is enough introduction right this is what you're going to be getting every day a little bit of this a little bit of that we're going to be talking foreign and domestic we're going to be talking about everything in between but in essence i think what i want to do is make sure that i can arm all of you with the knowledge you need to be able to discern fact from fiction Fake news, you think it's just a hot statement? You think it's fun to just say it? Because we do know that they're corrupt, and they all collude. I mean, you heard NPR telling the Democrats what they're they're supposed to do and when. Now, I'm going to tell you a few things. I'm going to step into my mind, which is, you know, and do my fancy math of predictive analytics, time travel, whatever you want to call it. On the 5th of November, 2020, lights will be out at the White House. If we are lucky and the people have risen, risen above the noise that they make to muffle us, there will be no blood spilt because the whole world is on fire. Now, right now, the biggest fire is pooling in, uh, you know, the Eastern Mediterranean, you know, Middle East area right now. But there are embers, slow, relighting embers underground that are conspiring against you. They hate you. And if you think that I'm only talking about Democrats or the screaming liberals that just scream because they don't know how to respond like screeching demons, you're wrong. They're the Republicans, too. They're dirtier, but they want to come for you. And at any cost, our job is to make sure we figure out each and every one of them. We have to make sure that we can identify those that are for America and those that are against. That includes the media. You know, 
I was very upset when I decided I was campaigning like crazy for the president in 2016. I had handed out over 1,500 Trump yard signs within like 36 hours. I traveled like crazy on my own dime. No one paid me. All I did was campaign for that man because I knew how important it was to put the message out. I knew. And in 2016, in the summer, I was probably the only one, along with Matt Couch, who was, you know, busy getting other people's attention, when he should have been talking to me. And now he's wrapped up in lawsuits about Seth Rich. Because if people think that the emails had the Pizzagate stuff or, you know, the kitty diddling or the slaughtering chickens to Moloch, were a big deal or the semi-collusions. I mean, they're nothing. I know they look like something to most people because they've never seen it before. That's nothing. What's really in those emails will terrify you. You'll realize the invisible, you will be able to see the invisible chains. It's almost as if suddenly, kind of like in that movie, you know, where he had those glasses, and if he wore them, he could see what they were really saying. And if he took them off, it looked like rainbows and unicorns, right? You're suddenly going to see the truth. You're going to wake up, and this is going to be the awakening. And I'll tell you what, a campaign. I started a movement. Well, I introduced my movement in September of 2017. I kind of got a thumbs up, kind of got a team together. Kind of, you know, all of us got together. And then in October, I decided to send it off and say, all right, here we go. I'll tell you what, no matter what movement you start, that's for the good of the people. It always gets infiltrated. Always, always. But guess what? I'm going to be here to tell you everything you need to know, every single tool. And you're going to say, well, who are you? I just told you. I'm Tori. And Tori says, I will try to help you see through the rubbish, see through the darkness, even when movements are infiltrated, hijacked. But you know what? I'm going to continue on my path. I'm going to, I'm going to pretend like it doesn't even happen. I'm going to be like, all right, you know, you want to pretend you're my face, right? Go ahead and do it. The people will realize where the real faces lie and they will know. And so, With that, I guess um, that's the end. I can't believe the hour went by so fast with commercials and everything. I want to tell everyone, welcome to the Tori Sess Show. And come here with open eyes and ears and love for your country. And we can have a discussion about everything. And soon I'll figure out how to work these phone lines and turn them on and take calls. But I think taking calls will just disrupt my six inches between my ears to deliver what you need to know for the day in less than 50 minutes. So on that note, get out and vote tomorrow. Make sure you get out and vote. It is so important you vote, vote, and vote. Because voting, to make sure we have the Senate, impeach, impeach, they will say, oh, You know what, guys? I just want to take the olive oil that I have in my cupboard in the kitchen and just (laughs) pour it all over you. You know why? (laughs) My grandma used to tell me, if you take olive oil 
and you have like a skin burn, you know, like a way where you get like a, uh, a rash kind of like, um, you know, when you drag across the carpet, you know, what are those called? Gosh, darn it. And this is what I feel that you guys are scorched from the heat. And all I need to do is just rub every single one of you. Oh, this sounds so weird, doesn't it? And for a first show, it kind of does. I, I just hope it gets better. Um, I'll say it's nerves that I had, um, uh, that train of thought, but, uh, on that note, guys, everybody, um, get out and vote and make sure you take your neighbors to vote. Make sure you take your friends to vote, have a voting party, uh, cause we need to make sure that at least we get the Senate. Uh, you know, I actually want some corrupt clowns in the house because the only way to get them out is to let them pull their own pants down. So with that, with that, I would like to, um, just close it with a little statement that our president said um, last night in Tennessee. Take a listen. In so many states. But I think we've reached the moderates. You know, the moderates want to have border security. And I'll tell you, we've really reached women. Uh, they said that uh, for 16, that maybe I wouldn't do well with women. And then we did unbelievably well with women. And we're doing well with women right now because they want security. They want financial security, which we're certainly doing a great job with. But we're also giving great border security, great military security. When you look at what our military does when they go to that border, look at the way they have that secured up already. We have the best military. And we've had to do it over the last few years because it was so badly depleted. Women want security and they get security with me and they don't get it with the other side at all. And security will be key in the coming years. So right after Election Day, the only thing you have to think about is security. <laughs> security not from foreign threats. I mean, we've got those all the time. Security from within our borders, these Democrat socialists, they're like, they're as bad as the media. They're all domestic terrorists. When they start setting things on fire and attacking people in the street, do you think that someone like the Democrats will help you? Or will your Republican congressman or senator who's busy getting their manicures done? No, it'll be President Trump. So make sure you get out and vote because your life does depend on it. We need to all come together because, again, remember, remember the 5th of November in 2020. God bless. Yeah. So guys, that was my first show and I was told it was way too weird and I'm hearing it back and I'm thinking, okay, it was kind of weird, but it was okay. Weird. Um, that's how I saw it. Um, I saw it as, um, it's okay. Something is screeching. Is that my kid? Can you guys hear that? Hmm. That's really weird. Something screeching in the background for me. Um, give me a second. Okay. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it was a high pitch thing. That was my kid. Um, <laughs> watching some crazy loud uh, television. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, guys. So that was my, my first one. So I wanted to say I was really nervous. I could hear it. I can tell you that I didn't know how to work things. I didn't know how to operate the systems and, um, my sound was off, but I wanted to explain because it sounded really bad right now. This oil thing. Okay. I want to explain this. So when I was a kid, I used to like, uh, my, uh, when I'd be at my grandma's, sometimes I would, um, you know how you mess around on the carpet? I'd get rug burns. <laughs> and in Greece, 
Every wound is healed with olive oil. I kid you not. I got a cut olive oil. I got a, you know, if a jellyfish stung me in the ocean, I got olive oil (laughs) rubbed on me. So, you know, the way I envisioned, and I still envision the majority of American citizens is like their whole face has been dragged along the carpet and, and they've been just maiming everyone. So I guess the, 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 the voice on the other end knew what it was telling you. (laughs) And, um, I, I didn't even remember about half the stuff I did. I mean, I dug it up. I, you know, copied it, re-recorded it on one software, tried to clean it up because I had to like fix the audio so bad. And then I wanted to take out, uh, you know, the advertisements. Um, and it's a good thing they weren't overlapping because I didn't know um, how to do that yet. <laughs> and I was told this isn't allowed on the radio because, you know, it, it was it was too cuey. Actually, I was told that before you know Shadowgate as well like Paul Preston and I feel and I was like who the fuck listens to Paul Preston all he talks about is California like stop um but yeah and now they have uh, you know at least whatever good a message is a message I mean whatever (laughs) but it seems like everything that I've been telling um, you guys, I mean, you could go and listen to all my episodes. I was talking about Venezuela before anyone else was. I was talking about how we're changing the economy, how things are happening. And I realized one thing for someone who came to me months before I started my show asking me, Hey, you want to do radio? Hey, you want to do radio? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Um, to tell me that it was way too much for the people. I kind of, you know what? I'm kind of glad he did because, you know, when I changed my computer and I found it in 29, well, I always change my computer. Okay. (laughs) Hard drives have to go at some point. They got to be recycled. But, um, when I changed my computer and I moved it over and that was like, um, in, uh, I think it was like August or September, 2019. I was like, damn, I should, I should play this, um, you know, on November 5th. And then I was like, no, I'll do it for 2020. Cause I talked a lot about 2020 then because I was trying to throughout these years, trying to let the people know that this is the prelude, right? 2016, 2020, right. Are the prelude. And so 2020 is where we've fixed the soil, re-nitrogenized it, right? Put the seeds and now they're about to sprout. So uh, I thought that um, I, I might not be able to on November 5th, uh, you know, so I thought I'd do it now. So that way also you understand that we knew. So if I knew, do you think the president doesn't know or the very few people that he has close to his heart know, you see? So do not fear because you will see things that will terrorize you. You will feel fear and it's normal. It is totally normal. You know, like the clip of, you know, that Millie Weaver put out, the stuff that we've been watching. You guys have been watching it with me here online, uh, you know, throughout the past few months, right? Um <sighs> Millie just sent me a joke. 
What do spooks with poor eyesight wear? Spookticles. <laughs> Love it. So I just wanted you guys to know that um, the leftist deep state being so bold terrifies everyone. And what should terrify you more is that the right media was not reporting it. How is it that Millie Weaver and, and I and you, all of you that have been listening, knew about the Sunrise Movement, knew what they were planning? And you know what was funny? I listened back to Steve Bannon's thing where he's like, oh, you know, Andy Breitbart showed me kids. And I was like, oh, they're laying down on board. And it's like, no, man, that's because I had told him where they were underground. I've been following these clowns for a long, long time. And like I showed you, I've been keeping little things every now and then in little spots to keep it in the background. So I'm going to tell you this again. And it pains me to say it, but the fact that the right-wing media did not report on this means that they expected another Charlottesville. They wanted another Charlottesville. Now, I received a text from a reporter that was um, with uh, Senator Kramer. Let me, let me pull it up. I'll just read you what they said. Um, wow. They said shutting down the white house on the fifth. Remember, remember the fifth of November. Damn. See, cause I had told them that <laughs> I have some friends that are reporters that are walking that fine line, but, um, my, uh, fellow reporter sent that to me that they're shutting down the white house on the fifth of November. So, uh, you know, on that note, that was just like an extra show, right? I wanted to put it out there. Remember that on Tuesday, I will be poll watching. So I won't be on till after my poll watch. And then we're going to have election party. We're going to be watching all the polls we care about for Senate um, or, or Congress and obviously the presidential election. We already know that we're not going to get a result. They're going to tell us that. And I told you that in 2018, too. And I also told the, told you that months ago when they were talking about the whole Supreme Court. And I told you that a year ago that it's going to have to go to the Supreme Court. And, you know, remember, these people are not going to let you remember. Do not tweet who won. Do not post anything about winning. Do not even DM it. We could talk about it, but we can't DM it because they will remove you. Uh, someone actually sent me a an email today with a screenshot of YouTube asking people to rate my YouTube video with stars. Did you like this video or not? I'm assuming that all those people that were removed from YouTube were probably getting low stars, something that a lot of us don't know happens. And so that's how they're removing people, by the way. And even if people didn't put five stars, she'll have know that Google can make it up. So just saying. So um, let's uh, let's play a little song when, <laughs> before I close this off. And I will live this again if you want to rehear it on YouTube because, you know, I can only premiere things, um, which sucks. And I can't um, 
stream live yet. I think, you know, that strike that I got on my account from Shadowgate comes off on the 14th. Uh, they still, you know, I submitted an appeal thing and they said it takes 30 days. 30 days was four days ago. So let's see. Okay. So God bless. I'll see you tomorrow for movie night. We're going to do movie night. God bless. I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start.